tis the season, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, America? Welcome back to another amazing episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. We're on Thanksgiving Eve. You got your boy Sherman Obed in the building. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day to you, sir. Gobble, gobble, MFers. What's up? <laughs> you know, you already know what time it is. Uh, biggest party night of the year, apparently, day before Thanksgiving. Uh, hoping everyone has a good, good holiday. Drink water. You can drink more alcohol that way. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Always good tips from Obed. Uh, we have our returning guest and professional sports fan, the self-proclaimed professional sports fan, Chris from the city of the Brotherly Shove, joining us once again. How was goes it, Chris? Bum, 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 bum. Hey, what's up, guys? Yes, what's going on? It's uh, it's called the Tush Push, Sherman. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. Well, in the playbook, I don't think it's called the Tush Push in the playbook, but you know. <laughs> all right boys let's get real strong and let's do this touch push let's go <laughs> yeah nothing more manly than that man up. Man up. <laughs> I love it. oh man happy thanksgiving man uh, can't, tomorrow's it should be a good day we've got got some nfl games on tomorrow even on the even on black friday the first black ever black friday right. nfl game should be nice we'll talk about all that here in a few we'll even talk a little bit of college football in a second but before we get into that just thanksgiving in general Obviously, want to be thankful for all that we have and all that we're going to have. Um, what are you guys looking forward to tomorrow, uh, Obed? Any favorite foods or traditions that you're going to be you know, partaking in? Man, so about four or five years ago, I came home and I was like, Mom, I don't really want to eat half of this stuff. I don't really like stuffing. Um, I don't really eat cheese. There's only a lot of mac and cheese. I have enjoyed it from time to time. Whoa. So I just got her to make as much West African food as she can. And she's always obliged to proud Ghanaian mother. Mm. And so I'm just like, give me some fried plantains, some jollof rice. There will be pumpkin pie. There mm. will be sweet potato pie. There might be apple turnovers. I'm not, I'm not one to say no to a dessert tray, but <laughs> just going to bring, I'm going to eat a whole lot of African food and then sleep, just sit there and watch football. That's what's up. That's what's up. Chris, uh, how about, how about you? Any big plans uh, or anything? traditions kind of change a lot you know as we all get older families change dynamics change friends change and used to always get with my uh some of my really good high school friends we'd always get together around thanksgiving and uh get together in central pa there but a lot of them now doing their own things and the kids it's kind of hard mm -hmm. so i'm definitely gonna be missing that but um my one go-to that's kind of an off you know i love banana cream pie a good homemade banana cream pie is mm. my stuff I will get whatever. If if I go to someone's house and they don't have it, I will make sure I buy it somewhere. I will get banana cream pie. That is like my go-to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. All right. We're, we're still talking about Thanksgiving food, right? Yes. Okay. okay cool. Just, just making sure. Just making sure. Um, Man, say he loves a good filling. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Um, for me, dude, like the old uh, honey-baked ham. Yo. Oh, I know people all about turkey. A little crispy on the outside. Nah, the honey see. baked ham, son. Ooh, yo, I will crush that. And it was dope about the honey baked ham. The leftovers, the next day, next morning, have some, let's have some ham and eggs for breakfast. So have some yeah. scrambled eggs and put that with yo. Oh my god, yeah. I will crush that. Honey baked yeah. ham is dope. I'll also get down with some mashed potatoes. Can't I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Mac and cheese, Obey. I gotta have some mac and cheese all day. Um, <laughs> I don't pumpkin pie. I can't. I don't like nothing pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin. Pumpkin lattes. You know, I. You know, none of that. I, I just can't. I'm just. I not, bet just you he like me. a pumpkin ice spice. <laughs> yeah. He is from New York. I bet he like a pumpkin ice spice. Yeah, I, I, yeah you already know. 
Um, <laughs> uh, apple pie is good too, of course. You know what I like to do? Get a little apple pie with some with some ice cream. Throw some ice cream. Make it apple pie is warm. Hundred percent. Ice cream on the top. Hundred percent. Absolutely. That's, that's a little nice little dessert. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Completely agreed. Yep. 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 So yeah. Looking forward to that and, you know, looking forward to a full day of football tomorrow. But uh, let's get into it. Um, first, before we get into the NFL, I'm going to talk a little bit of college football. Obviously, the big biggest matchup of this coming weekend is the game, Ohio State at Michigan, um, number two versus number three. As we know, Jim Harbaugh will not be coaching the Wolverines as he's still serving that three-game suspension for the alleged cheating or, or sign-stealing scandal. Um, we have to use the word legend. We have to still use that word. Uh, I can see Chris shaking his head as in disbelief, but because you know, we all hate, we hate Michigan on this, on this network. I think it's fair to say that Chris, but, uh, I'm wondering no matter who wins this game, can the losers still make it into the college football playoff with one loss? Cause I think, I mean, obviously I think Georgia's is going to be in, you know, even if they lose to Alabama the following week, you know, it's not this week, but, you know, SEC title, things like that. But can a one-loss Big Ten team like Michigan or Ohio State still make it into the playoff, Chris? Um, A one-loss Ohio State can and will make it. A one-loss Michigan will not. The reason being Michigan has only had one, if you want to even call it a quality win, over a top 25 team in our Penn State Nittany Lions um, a week ago. I'm sorry, two weeks ago. Whereas Ohio State has wins against both Penn State and Notre Dame. Now, granted, Notre Dame was early in the year, but that's still a, a quality team. Um, and Michigan's first four games, the season started off all cupcakes at home. So there's really no avenue I see, even if the game is close and Michigan loses, that they make it in. But Ohio State losing um, to that Michigan Wolverines, yes, I still believe they would make it in as long as – um a couple other chips fall as well yeah i would actually agree with that i would agree with that who do you who do you think wins wins this weekend i actually do think michigan's gonna win um i think they have the better team overall i think outside of georgia especially up front on the lines um they are the most complete team in college football mm -hmm. so michigan um they just they have this is something that harbaugh's been putting in place now for a while you look at his first four or five seasons with it he really didn't get his first full like complete senior class in up until the last few years where he's now been the best team in the big 10 conference okay fair enough um obed and you want to get there to uh pick a winner for this matchup man it's really hard for me to pick against uh pick against ohio state um one of the two absolutely will get in. It's tough that this is such a late loss, but I think it's a really good opportunity for us to see if the way that the committee works and the way that this system works is going to work its way out. I still have a feeling that we could have a sneak in by Florida State. We'll see how the rest of their time in the ACC goes, but um, I I could definitely see, I could agree with Chris that we would have a, like a one-loss Ohio State team can make it in there. I think there would just be too much negative talk about Michigan because the second the Michigan slips up, that's going to be a, a, a more reason to dump on them, you know, whether they lose yeah. by three or by, you know, 20, right? Like, I mm. think they're going to – it's they have to continue winning. So teams like that who play with their back against the wall are usually pretty deadly, you know. Though, I mean, I'm not going to – you ain't going to be out here crying, dog. There's no reason to be crying in the camera on the field like that. Okay, unnecessary. But yeah, uh, yeah my man no. was crying like he just lost his dog or something, bro. Like <laughs> you won, you won the game, and you out here crying. 
Dude right was now, oh my goodness, crying, but, he was crying more than Caleb Williams was. Caleb, Caleb is gonna cry into his money, he's gonna cry into his first first overall pick money. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing him next Facts. year. Uh, um, yeah, man, it's really hard to pick a winner in this one. It's like you should probably just go for the home team, right? Um, right, it's in the big house, but honestly, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Ohio State, they've got that dude, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, not too many people can contain him. I don't know. I I think I'm going to go with the Buckeyes, but I do agree with Chris that even with one loss, I think Ohio State gets in because they have more quality wins, including that game against Notre Dame you mentioned, Chris. That helps Michigan little, um, didn't have a, a, a win against a ranked opponent until they played Penn State. So even the Notre Dame game does count uh, for Buckeyes. So I think – but I'm going to – I'll say I'll say Ohio State in this one. Wondering if Michigan Wolverines really run Blake Corum as much as they did, you know, like I say against Penn State because they just ran all over the Nittany Lions in that one. But um, they, like I said, I, we talked about this a little bit. They barely passed they passed the ball like nine times in the entire game, which is ridiculous. Right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic. Um, so yeah, yeah but I'm gonna go control. That's that's possession of the game. Right. So do they? Can they? Can they sustain? Can they do that same thing against Ohio State? We'll see. But I'm gonna go with Ohio State in this one. Uh. I, I want, I'm be just like just an interjection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, Penn State would just be if they could have some talent, some some just stud players. Because look at all of these history changing games that we talk about that Penn State plays in every single year on this show, where they are their own enemy. You gave these guys their only like legitimate win, right? You beat them, and it's a completely different story for your chances out of the gate last week going into this week, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Penn State could take the Big Ten if they if they could just get a class of a whole bunch of guys who want to be out there. Well, they they do actually. And, you know, I think in the last what was it five years, including well, actually six now, with Saquon Barkley, they've had um, the number one running back prospect year in year out. They have top four or five star receiver talents. They've got DBs. They've got linebackers. Linebacker U. Their problem is yeah, all Chris Godwin, forever is, is, is in the trenches. They have now a, a projected top five going uh, left tackle that's going to be in this year's draft. Yeah, Outside of that, though, you look at the Georgia's, the, the Alabama's of the world, you know, the Ohio State's, they've got multiple first, second round talents yeah. at the that's Penn State's biggest problem is always up front and the coaching of James Franklin, or should I say lack thereof, in and, those games. And the, quarter, and the quarterback, too. What was and, the last even, time? even Drew Allar, he was Mr. Ohio. He was the number one um, quarterback I'm, out of Ohio. But do they uh, but do yeah. they excel at, at when they're at Penn State? That's the thing. Exactly. Well, that's that's as much coaching as it is the talent pool. So right, you know, when was we, I think Obed and I talked about this a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, when was the last time Penn State had a Heisman caliber quarterback? You know what I mean? Um, uh, Cal right. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> this is how many years ago? Well, he won the Heisman in seventy. If I read the exact. That's my point. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus! I was like, wait, At Perry? No, 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 that's not him. Not you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, there you go. Anyway, let's keep it going, guys. Uh, let's get to the NFL. First, first game we want to recap was the I think it was last Thursday night's game between Baltimore and uh, Cincinnati. Obviously, the biggest, other than the Baltimore winning that game thirty-four to twenty over the over the Bengals, the biggest news out of the game was probably the Bengals losing star quarterback Joe Burrow for the year with a wrist injury. Coming into the game with it with a undisclosed injury, 
Apparently, that they didn't announce on the injury report. That's being investigated. And also, too, even more, the tight end from the Ravens, Mark Andrews, going out, which he may not be lost for the season. There is still an outside chance, according to John Harbaugh, that he could come back. Um, but, uh, Obed, what's your kind of take on – let's start with the Bengals here. I mean, I feel like they're pretty much done for the year with, with, with losing Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, I mean, having Jake Browning is doing his best impersonation out there, but I don't think it's going to be enough in the long run for them to be able to uh, to sustain what is necessary to, one, turn the ship around from such a poor start to the season to now trying to chase in on what seems to be a surging Baltimore team, even with the loss of, of uh, uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's tough times. It's tough times. I... I'm glad he got his bag. <laughs> you know, I wonder, you know, I just, if he wasn't a quarterback, if he wasn't Joe Shiesty, and this happens to the player, I mean, what the things that they would be saying right now about this individual, you know what I mean? Like how, how toxic this could get if it wasn't Joe Burrow who's out for the season, right? Um, Chris, you think either of these teams have a chance for postseason success? Um, yeah, for sure. The Ravens do. Um, cause one, they have, you know, MVP candidate again in Lamar Jackson, the Bengals, not a chance right now. They are sitting last the division with a 500 record, um, and three remaining division games. And they're also behind not only from an overall record standpoint at this point, but in their division as well. So they have no chance. We all know this is a quarterback driven league. If they don't have a legit quarterback, there's no way they're going to make up enough ground in the remaining schedule. Ravens, though, for sure, can they probably are going to get in, probably win the division. I feel like the Ravens are just cursed with injuries year after year. I think wasn't last year they were the most injured team in the entire league last season. Is that right? Yep. I thought right. Right. Bodies left and right. Yeah. Yeah, and now again they so they lose J.K. Dobbins at the beginning of the year. You know, now they lose Mark Andrews. You know, OBJ stay stay getting injured. Old BJ, as we like to call him. Just every, it's like, what is going on in Baltimore? They, are these, is this training staff not getting these guys right They're or just, something? I don't know if it's the facilities. People said that they had gotten the field returfed or resotted, and that was the year that I had all these ACL injuries on the team a couple of mm-hmm. uh, last year, okay. you know, and, you know, they, they did correct that issue, but something about this seems to be like little nicks and bruises, cuts and, and, uh, bruises that just aren't being managed well I mean to your point I just don't think that they're doing what they need to do to keep these guys fresh like the Rams coaching staff people have been lauding them all year mm-hmm. for how well they take care of their uh, players uh, so I don't know there might be something to it and I think I think we got to give praise to John Harbaugh I mean putting this team in contention year after year with all the injuries Chris you like to talk about Mike Tomlin you know you know being such a lackluster team and being able to keep his team at 500 or just above I think we also have to give praise to John Harbaugh who consistently loses guys left and right and you know the next man up and he's able to coach them up and put them in contention here so I think John John Harbaugh is doing a heck of a job in Baltimore Um, but yeah I think First postseason success, I think Baltimore obviously has the better chance. Cincinnati's done 100%. They're they're out of it without without uh, Joey B out there. You know they held. They might even if they keep losing. Let's say you know they're at they're at five and five right now. Let's say they lose the next, I don't know, four games. You know, you know going to five and nine. The last three or last two, they may they may start to sit some people because once they know they're a bit eliminated from playoff contention because there's just there's just no point. I mean. It's a question uh, for the individuals who are heavily invested in uh, 
uh, Jamar Chase. How does that look like for for people in the fantasy space? Uh, how does that look? You know, when do you shut these guys down for their own safety? Do I know they want to play? Is it in the best term of the? Because I'll tell you this: when New England had a young, up and coming, and dominant uh, Roberto Gron- Gronkowski, this <laughs> individual, when Tom Brady was out, was absolutely not targeted at all because we are not going to have our Ferrari go down catching passes that are inaccurate from a backup when we know that we've got many years left in that individual and many years forward in somebody who we just gave the bag to, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely echo your sentiments that maybe they shut things down uh, to Chris's point about them already being behind uh, in the divisional race. Uh, right. it's, it's probably a done deal for those guys trying to chase things this year. Yep. Let's keep it going. Uh, next matchup we wanted to talk about was the Detroit-Chicago game. Justin Fields did return for the Bears in this one, uh, but they came up short, losing to the Lions 26-31. to 31. Oh, that was a pretty close game. Um, my question to you, Obed, is that I'm wondering, the Lions' legitimate contenders, um, you know, be it they have the second-best record in the NFC to, at 8-2, and two, but are they more so a product of their schedule? Now they did beat Kansas City in Week One, albeit that was without Travis Kelsey on the out there on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they kind of had a I don't want to should I say cakewalk cake cup cake cup type of schedule? You know you got they got the Falcons, you got the Panthers, the Raiders, you know the the Bear, you know. Are the lines a legit contender? Stop me when stop you. I'll stop you when a when a quarterback actually scares me. Keep going. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's right, a, right. The you know. Packers with Jordan Love. Yeah. The Bucks with right. Bryce uh, Young. Bucks with uh Baker Mayfield. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, only religious quarterback they faced was was Mahomes in week one, and maybe Justin Herbert last week, you know, before the Bears game. Uh and then they lost to the Ravens as well. They got blown by the Ravens, right? Ah, you true, know? true, very and, true. So the home road splits exist for this team as they always have, uh, you know, I mean, I think the aspirations are there. I think if you, the fact that the Vikings keep winning is very good for Minnesota's uh, out view for the rest of the year, especially if Justin Jefferson comes back, maybe potentially after the bye mm-hmm. when he's nice and healed up because he doesn't care about anybody's fantasy teams. If you guys saw that online today um, <laughs> and yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and it's not, we're not calling it a cakewalk, but they can handle the Packers at home. Uh, the Saints, it's in a dome. Same thing you already playing. Uh, you got to go to the Bears, but it's the Bears, you know, and the then Bears. the rest of the schedule. Right. The rest of the schedule, I just, there's, it's hard for me to not see them in contention for the NFC North, but I do like the way the Vikings are playing. And really whoever wins this game is in the driver's seat for that. So, you know, it's, uh, it'll be, gosh, I mean, I like Detroit in this game. I do. I I think Detroit kids could, what they're doing and the way they're uh, being coached up by OC Bobby Johnson, uh, you know, and the kind of things that they're doing with, uh, yeah, I, a kid in Sam. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Laporte. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, I do see yeah. Detroit certainly taking the division for sure. You know, are mm-hmm. they a legitimate, you know, contender? Uh, I don't know. I, I love what this team, you know, how this team has turned around for sure, especially the, the coach. Um, uh, forgive me. Uh, Dan Campbell, right? Dan Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Dan Campbell, what he brings every week, the intensity he has 
on that sideline with his players. He's a player's coach. I mean, he was a player, you know what I mean? But he's that guy who right. can kind of galvanize a team and bring everyone together. And I love that about him. Chris, I kind of yeah. almost compare him to a little bit to James Franklin. That's why I kind of like James Franklin. He's on the sidelines, you know, you know, getting guys into gear. I kind of, I like that attitude. I like that intensity from coaches, but um, you know, the, but the Lions, they've got some decent pieces. You know, David Montgomery is running the ball extremely well this year. Even the rookie Jameer Gibbs is playing all right. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in uh, Jameson Williams not getting the run. They, you know, he, I think he warrants um, coming back this season. I, th- from- I think he's just still on punishment. You know what I mean? I just think, think that, so? yeah, I, I think he's healthy, but I think, you know, we got to keep the, he, this kid could come out here and blow up games. And no bar, bar none. He's the element of that offense that they've been missing that I know OC Bobby Johnson will be able to work with. But again, you know, personal decisions in his private life led mm-hmm. to spilling out into ways that, you know, he didn't really need. I think it is a double standard to judge somebody for their use of uh, gambling in mm-hmm. a state that allows it when they're the company they work for heavily markets in association with these uh, right, right, market right. makers and gamblers so it's right. like how why is he in the wrong but i digress yeah, yeah, yeah you sure. are I'm, I'm with you he is he is a difference maker that uh, i think they are missing you know yeah chris let me ask you this on the other on the flip side with the bears if the bears continue to lose more games you know is there any consideration of benching quarterback justin fields and potent to potentially get a higher pick i'm not saying they should lose on purpose but you kind of, I get how I say not to risk further injury because he just came back off of injury, and being that you could potentially move on from him, you want to be you want him to be healthy if you do offer him as a trade piece, you know, uh, next offseason. Wait, you mean teams in the NFL tank like purposefully? <laughs> no, what are you talking about? That never happened. Tank for Tua. <laughs> I, I listen. I I I I don't I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Suck I think- for luck. I think the NFL and the owners, they are way too respectable of human beings to ever let that happen. Uh, <laughs> we can we can hear the sarcasm, Chris. Don't worry. Yeah, but um, <laughs> in regards to the field's comment, it's almost a catch-22. Because in my opinion, yes, I understand your rationalization of setting him so he doesn't get hurt again to help elevate his draft stock or keep it. But then I also get the- His tra- trade stock. Yes. Or yeah, tra- trade, trade, stock. Trade, value, trade value. Trade value. Yeah, yeah. But then I can kind of argue the other side that you should probably play him. And if he goes out there and balls out on a really bad team, that's going to elevate his trade stock. So they might get a lower draft pick, but I think those things can be manipulated. Trades can happen, obviously, in draft day and things like that. They could get back up into that top two, three spot. They're not going to get Caleb Williams, but they could get May out of uh, North Carolina. And there's a couple other really good prospects out there. So I actually think it would be more advantageous for them to let him go out there and see if he can actually play to the level that they hoped he would be at is so let's say he let's say he balls out the rest of the year do they then keep him oh no it's a done deal i mean there's been too <laughs> much damage down there in this relationship i mean i, I there's no way I, I i don't see how you can possibly bring him back after everything they put him through and you know just the back and forth with the indecisiveness of what they were trying to do in his development plan. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like if I'm him, even would you want to be brought back? <laughs> Facts. I can see him going to, let's say like a team like Atlanta, you know, 
teaming up teaming up with with Kyle Pitts and Drake London and these dudes. I'm not saying that's it's a playoff, happen. that's a playoff team. That's a division winning. I don't team. think so. I don't think I, so. Where, where, um, where do you think if if he does get traded, where do you think he ends up? Man, uh, I mean, Tampa Bay. Possibly, they can move I, just, I think they're going to move on from Baker. Um, I, but yeah, right. Like, um, there's. I don't think Seattle. A, I, think Gino, a, I think Gino stays in Seattle. Oh, Indy has I mean, their QB. Maybe, maybe the Raiders. Maybe the okay. Raiders. Okay, okay. Because they're going to move on from Jimmy G for sure. Then yeah, okay. So we got Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas. I, Do you think he'd take a backup role somewhere? No, not just. I don't think Justin should be a backup anywhere. I think he is. I think Justin Fields is a starter in the NFL. Um, uh, look, I'm literally looking at every division right now. And I don't. Me. I don't see another team. Like he's not going to go anywhere in the AFC. Bet, bet, here's a here's a sleeper one for you. New England Patriots. I was just going to. I don't see him going to. I, if I don't they see- nuke the team, if they nuke the team, he's too inaccurate. We already well, I mean, have a quarterback system in accuracy after this year. So I mean. I don't know. I don't know that. I'm starting to. I'm starting to come back from the ledge just because people want to see fight on the sidelines, like these guys actually care. But it's clear that this team is lacking any of the pieces necessary to to go anywhere other than where they want to get to. Like they are just not good. They said that roster up and down only has a few names of note. Uh, most of it's on the defense. Right. So why would you bring Justin Fields in there to play with nobody? <laughs> you know what I mean? No he, legit receivers. Right. Or running, chicken, know, and chicken and egg. Chicken and egg. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. I mean, I just, again, I, I, Justin Fields to me is a special case. You have got to be, you've got to throw the ball more. Your you, prowess has to be he, for position, precision passing. And if you want what, what team is going to let you come here and do that? But and run where around can he go that he can yards. be properly developed? That is the bigger question. How, who can make him a better quarterback and make you know what I mean? Help him become more accurate. That's the question. He better go become become a backup in Miami or go and become if, if, a, if he, a backup in uh in San Francisco. Well, I was gonna say if you want to talk about quarterbacks and being developed, and if he wants to take a backup role, actually, if I was just thinking more along the lines of starting to jobs. If you want to talk about a backup role, I actually think the Los Angeles Rams would be a great spot for him then. Sitting behind Stafford for a year? Behind Stafford for one more year. Stafford's probably done after one more year. You're going to learn from an you know MVP candidate, Super Bowl winning quarterback, and you do have a very good you know um, offensive quarterback-driven head coach in McVay. I think, you know, and Rams aren't that far off from getting back to being a playoff team. So – that's just if we're talking backup role, I think that's actually probably the best one for a backup. It's not, it's not a bad do spot you, to be. Yeah, that's that's reliant on that year that you're expecting from Stafford. It's I don't think it's another year. He's frail. He's frail. It's he's, it's not. That good dude, he's year. been frail, bro. He he was born frail. That dude. That dude. I, I mean, he, he's always sure, on the injury he was, report. He was in Detroit for ten years, getting his butt handed to him. I'd be frail too. I, mean, <laughs> I just Thanks. I just don't see how he's because he's already had another multi-game missing injury after having multi-game missing injuries a year before yes the year before that champion had a great season stayed healthy majority of it still had ailments from his time in uh in detroit i just don't know if he survives i really i i think they'd be shopping for a guy but i agree with you chris in that he needs to be in a shanahan system 
let's limit his passes, right? Let's give him an opportunity to throw the ball to places that are well identified for him to pick out. You know, if he could get the Brock Purdy treatment, right, and just have it be easy pitch and catch for him, maybe it'd change his outlook and his prospects. Yeah, I think San Francisco is not a bad place to be. But like I said, does he want to take a backup role? That's a different story. Um, last learn, the Shana, learn the Shanahan system. You can play it in like five different places in the NFL. True. Lastly, let's talk about obviously the biggest game of the week, Monday night, uh, the Super Bowl rematch, Philadelphia at KC. Eagles getting that victory over the Chiefs. Uh, it was a good one. It was certainly a uh, a good one there where the Eagles won 21 to 17. The Chiefs had a shot at it, of course. Uh, unfortunately, MVS does, just doesn't know how to catch. Uh, man, why do oh, that? Oh, I'll, I will say, and Patrick, Patrick said it himself, he slightly, slightly overthrew Marquez Valdez-Scaling, slightly, but the ball show still should have been caught. So I will say it, but he did slightly overthrow him where he had to dive hurt. He didn't ha- couldn't just run under it, but still should have been caught. But anyway... Um, this was a good, was a good victory for Kate for excuse me for Philadelphia. Chris, are the Eagles a lock for the number one seed now and, and to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl again? Um, a lock for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not sure about that just yet. I think okay. there's uh, other opportunities out there, including the team we were just mentioning, the Detroit Lions. So I think on any given Sunday can beat any team in the NFC. Okay. Um, but they are a lock for the number one seed. If you look at the remaining schedule, they play the lonely giants twice and the Cardinals. Mm. <laughs> um, they do have some challenges along the way. They've got Dallas on the schedule, but it's at Dallas um, a game against the Niners as well. And then they have the Seahawks in Seattle. And we know with the 12th man, that's a hard place to play and win regardless of what the Seahawks are currently doing on their year, um, which actually I think they're one of the biggest surprises in the NFL um but overall yeah i mean it's definitely number one uh seed for the eagles super bowl i don't look at this team in the same light as i did last year of just clearly the most dominant overall team offense defense and special teams but they are going to probably be the number one seed okay all right fair enough uh obed what do the Chiefs really need to get back to be to repeat as, as super bowl champs i mean I, I was I mentioned it before with the drops. You know, I think the Chiefs don't they lead the drop lead lead the league in drop passes this year with twenty six drops. Well, between I do believe that is so. I mean, they got they got a few for everybody to share. The the most notable ones are the three that we saw from uh, Justin Watson, who they went with. I think they gave him like ten or eleven targets, which is just insane. I mean, I think they really wanted to ID him as somebody that they could beat this defense with. I thought that maybe Travis Kelsey was injured and working through injury. He did come out for a couple of plays every now and again, but he saw mm-hmm. nine targets, you know? So really mm-hmm. it's just, these guys keep their hands on the ball and it could be a completely different game out there. You know, coming off of the bye, you had two weeks to prepare for this. You would have thought their game plan would have been a lot different. Isaiah Pacheco came to play uh, as, as he seems to have done every year that he's uh, started um, every see every game of this year that he started. Uh, I don't know. It, they got to get back to fundamentals. I don't know what they're doing with this, uh, rotation of Rasheed Rice and uh, Nicole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But I will say this, Rasheed Rice is their best option at, at wide receiver. So I don't know if this is Cats games where we can't show our entire hand. We have to try to win this way. I mean, you're taking your rookie who's played fantastically at far, four or five for uh, 42 yards this game. Um, uh, you know, you're taking him off the field multiple times, just 
keeping him from seeing reps. I don't know if it's gamesmanship. I don't know if you want to put bad tape out there, but this is a winnable game. You had two weeks to prepare for, and you came out and you look flat. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it was comical how much people couldn't catch, how many individuals in this field couldn't catch something from uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's putting great balls out there. Even the ball to Justin Watson, Watson to get the first down was in yeah, his hands. That one at the, the end of the game, that, that was a good ball. Yeah. He fired it in there. It's a it great was a rock, ball. It was a rock. Fired it in there. It was a rock. But it was a yeah. And then think where then it needed to be. Of, He's like, I'm gonna get it there. Think of then one of the most sure-handed tight ends of all time in Travis Kelsey, even his drops he was having. He wasn't very that game, what would you call uh swift of foot? Ah, oh, uh, 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 all right, uh, all right. See what you do uh, there. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You're not allowed to back on the show ever again, Chris. Just FYI. Goodness okay. gracious. But Listen, I'm you know what? Sherm, Sherm, a bed, you know, that's fine if you don't want me on the show. All I know is that I'm just gonna shake it off. Shake it off. No, it's a it's a new era, Chris. We're not letting you on. So, yeah. wow. Did you get that? No, no, no. No. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Uh, it really, <laughs> it did really used to be mad love, and now we've got bad blood, guys. Yeah. Nah, okay. um, here we go. Uh, so, play anyway, play. um, yeah, play, play. Uh, so no, I mean, I think it's in their best interest to get just. You just have to show us the plays. If Rasheed Rice is good enough, you know, the story between Rasheed Rice and Mahomes is that Mahomes went to go train and got a chance to play with this guy well before the draft. He was then asked about this kid and he said, yeah, I like him. So if you already know it's there, it's about time. There's two weeks, two weeks to come out flat like this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's is Pat, is, let me ask you, is, is Patrick Mahomes the best, still the best quarterback or the best player in the NFL? Yes. <laughs> that's not even yes. a question right yeah. <laughs> like... the fact that he put the ball where it needed to be in the only moment at the only time that it needed to be there that's some tom brady stuff you so, have to have it so not and only players is he... give you stuff you have to have he's he's still the best right. overall player in the nfl correct i would say he's still the best overall player in the nfl it's a tough that's a tough question because you got to look i mean i know we love you know we talk about the mvp all the time and then basically let's be honest right. it's a quarterback award they need to just now make it a quarterback award and an mvp be something else because you look at guys that are doing things in the league like a micah parsons or a miles garrett what they do on the defensive mm. side all the ball to really right. just change games um even on the receiver side when he's healthy a justin jefferson like what they do is just so different it's christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey, christian mccaffrey I think and he's he, an MVP candidate. I do. But he's not um, even right now in projected ESPN top nine or 10 for that award. So it's its own thing at this point. So he is still the best quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, but the best overall player. I think I could have another separate, you know, sidebar debate about this one. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about that for yeah. hours for sure. Um, and lastly, before we get into our uh, next segment, you're right. You mad Chris more so to you uh, being the resident Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You guys finally fired uh, offensive coordinator, Matt, Canada, which fans have been asking in better or sorry, should I, should I say begging for pretty much the entire season? Um, was this the main reason for their offensive struggles? Because to me, it was not because he is not the one out there passing the football. You can literally see Kenny Pickett completely throwing the ball into the middle of nowhere, like throwing where 20 yards upfield where there's not a single receiver in sight. Now, granted, there were bad play calls that were being done, like being having screens that had started, you know, six or seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and things like that. I 100% will agree with it. But Kenny Pickett is still not that, you know, still making bad throws. But what's your take on the firing of Matt Canada and, and the uh, Pittsburgh offense? I mean, he played an integral role in his own demise um, and the reason of the offensive struggles. 
Um, I mean, the play calling he was doing, I mean, if you look at the numbers, guys, the Pittsburgh Steelers ranked 28th in the NFL in points per game, 28th in the NFL in yards per game, and dead last in yards per play with just over four and a half yards. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the play calling was suspect. Um, what's up, Thunder? Uh, play, play calling was suspect. Um, you know, but really, I think to your point, though, Sherm, it just goes to show that his confidence or lack thereof in his quarterback that he had just wasn't there. He wasn't allowing them to open up the playbook because he knew what probably was going to happen if they did open up the playbook. So I think it's safe to say at this point that Canada was very much a part of it, but he was not the entire reason um, for the struggles that the Steelers have seen this year in the offense, which is very surprising to me because if you look at their preseason Granted, it was preseason. I get that. Mm -hmm. But they were lighting the lamp up in preseason. They actually looked like, wow, okay, we know what the Steelers' defense is and always will be. If they have an offense that looks seemingly like this during the regular season, the sky's the limit. And look, they've done the complete opposite. And guess what? They're still over 500 in second place in the division with a playoff spot. So again, <laughs> kudos to Mike Tomlin, as I mentioned I before, you. too. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, Ben, do you think the Steelers move on from either Kenny Pickett or Najee Harris, or if not both of them this next next offseason? I mean, the only thing I know is that Jalen Warren's going to be there, and he's probably going to be the centerpiece, and it's going to be exciting every time he touches the ball. Um, now, as far as Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris, I kiss you. You can't, you can't give Najee Harris a contract. You absolutely cannot sign him. Mm. There's not enough there that we all come to an agreement about what he provides to you that you couldn't have another just plotting guy out there to give supplemental work to uh so that you can keep your Austin Eckler like running back and Jalen Warren moving um now I wonder okay maybe there's a sign of if we give this kid too much he might blow himself up I don't think that's the case Honestly, I think if this kid slang the ball as much as he did at Pittsburgh, just let him sling it and let's see what happens. Mm. There was a time in the NFL where it's like, hey, you know, you're going to get a lot of interceptions because you throw the ball a lot, right? We can clean that up, but you still got to make a bunch of plays, right? Now, I, I, I think you give the guy a shot and see if it works. If it doesn't, you can absolutely, absolutely draft somebody if you want to, right? Try him in a new offense for the last, what, seven games of the season and see what comes of it, right? And actually the last eight games of the season, see what comes of it. He gives you a reason to, to get more pieces, you get more pieces. He gives you a reason to go get his replacement, you go get his replacement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do have seven games left. They've played 10 so far. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right about Najee Harris. He kind of just dipped off. Kenny Pickett, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett at all. As of yet, I'm really not. Like I said, he's just literally just missing guys, you know, throwing the ball into the middle of nowhere. Even the refs are looking at him like, yo, dude, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you know, um, I mean, just look at the, some of the throws he made. There's one highlight. He literally just threw the ball into no, not a single receiver within 10 to 15 yards. Um, he just, he's just not that good. And I don't even know if the receivers, you know, really good with George Pickens. Chris, how are you on this? How are you on this receiving call really quickly before we move on? Actually, I think they're a very talented receiving core. They're still very young. We have to remember that. Um, both him and Deontay Johnson are only in their first couple of few years here in the NFL. Um, if they just had a capable, competent quarterback throwing the ball, I think the sky's the limit for them. But we'll see. Why isn't Allen Robinson getting targeted as much? I think what happened to him? He's just well, it's I mean, over. He, had, he, had a he had a devastating injury. 
Um, you know, he's just he just passed his prime. He's not, he doesn't have the jump. And he's always had, as we know at Penn State fans, he always had short hands, but even that kind of fell off as the last few years have gone by. So um, I feel bad because he's an all-time Penn State great, but his NFL career has been average at best. Bad teams, Jacksonville, Chicago, just always Chicago. going, always going to bad teams. Unfortunately, he can never, he can never go to way like a Kansas City type of organization, a you know, San Francisco type of organization. If he, if he goes there, you know, he's a, he's a star for sure. Um, let's get to our next segment, guys. You write, you, Madel, each of us will pose a bold statement on the, and we'll, we'll tell each other if we're correct or if we're outright crazy. Um, mine, for you guys, I say to you, you write, you, mad. just because you win your division in the NFL does not mean you should be granted a higher playoff seed than those who don't. Obed, I'll go to you first. Herman, you mad. It sucks. But if I win the division, if you if you end up in first place in this part of the game, that is the rule. And it can't be good enough for, you know, nine tenths of the people. And because you're the one who is ousted, it's the worst thing in the world. Or you see somebody else who's not another good team. There's always going to be a percentage of teams that are not good that win the division. We had the uh NFC South giving away games and having a losing record with the Matt Ryan Atlanta Falcons, a team that had featured Julio Jones on it, uh, you know, going out here as a, as a top seed playing a home game, you know, and it's, 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 it ain't great. It ain't great, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I would ask what the alternative would be. I, to me, it should just be based upon your record. If you because yeah. clearly you have a team like the Dallas Cowboys sitting at seven and three, who who is going to probably secede that division to the Philadelphia Eagles, but they will not. They will be a wild card team and not get a home playoff game, opposed to the New Orleans Saints sitting at five and five, who have the division where you have a team that's only one 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 game. Just because you beat, because if you were rearrange the divisions, you play those same teams, you would not say they're that strong. But just because you win the teams that's in your division, that means nothing. You just happen to beat your, beat these these random terrible teams. Because if you arrange all the teams differently, you're gonna say, oh, the, the, Saints, the Saints don't even need to be in the playoffs. They're terrible. You know what I mean? Where there are other teams, or okay. they should be, or they should be lower. They just happened to be in a. In, in team in a in a division where the, every other team is terrible and they can beat them, so okay, we'll let them in. I think it's complete nonsense. If you're bad, then <laughs> you're bad. You know what I mean? Plain and simple. Yeah. You telling me that the Saints are a better team than the Dallas Cowboys? Hell no. They should not be ranked no, higher. No. No, they should not be ranked higher than them. That's the end of this. That's the end of it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, even you know, like I said, Minnesota is six and five. Only you know a half game ahead of the Saints, but again, the Saints would be ahead of them because they're leading the division. Um, so, so, to me. so if they go, let's play that out. They they we you know go with the way the playoffs are. It is a team that is actually better going to play an away game against a team that is not as good as them. So arguably, they should handle business. They should still. As I'm not saying they, they, they're not going to win, you know, but why like, are they being ranked? hired simply because they beat so, crappy teams more than once so <laughs> I, I i'm i'm with a bet on this one sherman um i think you're a bit mad um let's just be honest some divisions are just obviously better than others i.e the afc north 
where every team, including the Bengals, are 500 over, and it's a complete blood fest throughout the entire year. And the winner may, at the end, only have be a nine-win team. Heck, they might only be an eight-win team, um, but they end the division at 4-0, 5-0, whatever you be. Then you have a disaster, like the NFC South, where the division leader, who is the Saints, is now tied with the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals with an overall 500 record. And they are the worst team in the AFC North. And that's the best team in the NFC South. So yes, I think you got to handle business and it, it does. I, I don't like the play, the, the, the home game schedule side of thing. I think it was the giants back in 2000. I don't know about You can probably help me the year they won the, uh, the Super Bowl. I think they were eight and eight or seven and nine or something like that. And they won their division yeah. and got games. That I kind of don't agree with, but at the end of it, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But no, I, I think you'll get that. Yeah. You know, they don't, we, do we talk about quality of wins? Do we talk about, you know, when they lost to who they lost to? You know, there's a Chiefs team that won the Super Bowl that lost to the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan was the quarterback. I mean, you know, it's just what happens year to year. And so, like, when I think about it, I think about, it like, international rules, football, soccer. Uh, you know, you have to play in your division and win well, win out of your division, and then you got to come out here and you get a chance to handle business and do or die. And it just it just is what it is. The division you get is the division you get. You know, it's how yeah, you but handle that, yourself what, outside What does that. that mean, though, just because you have to play these crappier teams? Like, they, the Saints are getting to play the Panthers twice. Panthers are terrible, but the Cowboys are a legitimately better team than New Orleans Saints. They should you know Saints should not be ranked higher than them. That's all I'm saying. People used to say people used to say that the Patriots were playing these absolute bottom feeder teams in the AFC East, and then they would go to the playoffs and they'd kick every single play, team's ass, and then the team from the NFC that they probably don't see much. And we all and and all we ever did was talk about how the 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 Patriots play these easy schedules, but then they are dominant as hell, breaking records and points scored over the postseason every single time they see postseason. So hey, you can't have it both ways, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's the excuse? The division is a division. I remember that the NFC East people were like, "Oh, the AFC East is easy," and the Jets came out here and beat both the Cowboys and uh, the Eagles, like. Come on, man. Like, no. <laughs> I, you can't really just say, hey, well, you got, you racked up more wins. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that because there's an AFC North division that racked up a bunch of wins against the NFC South the year that the South was just giving games away. And I definitely don't feel like the AFC North was actually that good. That uh, Andy Dalton team that had like 14 wins or something crazy like that, like mm-hmm. they weren't winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. Fair so. enough. All right. Well, Ben, you're, you're up. Sure. Yes. Uh, Sherman and Chris, both of you, you right, you mad. Uh, the Eagles statement game versus Kansas City is them claiming best team in the NFL. Chris, you can go ahead first. Ooh. I've got to say you mad, Obed, uh, on this one, because yeah. I still, even though they went through a little bit of a losing streak, I still think it's the San Francisco. I, I they, they, have, they have the most complete team offense defense special teams you name it weapons out the wazoo brock purdy's playing the you know after he got bamboozled and blasted over a couple bad games Mm. he's come back and the way he has galvanized the team and put him on his back perfect pass rating the other day and basically just took everything in stride you know he reminds me a lot of your boy uh obed uh, a little bit of a tom brady in him 
You know what I mean? Oh, Mr. Irrelevant. So, okay. Whoa. Mr. Irrelevant okay. in there okay. just plays a little bit of that okay. chip on his shoulder. And, you okay. know, as long as you got the pieces around him, which they do, which is exactly what Tom had to do, especially at the beginning of his career, I still think that's the best team in the NFL. You know, uh, that's, I kind of was going the same way with you, Chris, there on this one. I mean, Obed, I think in, you're a little bit mad. I get it. Right now, obviously, being them, them being nine and one in Philadelphia, um, they're still right up there. But overall, I do believe it's still the San Francisco 49ers. So I'll bet I will say you're mad. Um, you know, I'll bet it's very slightly because I feel like Philadelphia is right there with them. And we're gonna find out. And I believe in a couple weeks when they when they meet head to head, who really is. So I would say let's see, let's see, let's wait till the winner of that game, winner of that game that we can say it. But you know, obviously, right now Philadelphia is ranked higher because of their record, yes. But those three games of San Francisco lost in a row. It didn't have Debo, Trent Williams. You know, we talked about this multiple times, but they were missing complete people because if you take AJ Brown off the Eagles and you get rid of, let's say, uh, Jason Kelsey as well, too, from the offensive line, are they going to win as many games? Probably not. (laughs) So is that, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to look at it in a vacuum, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's just my yep, that's my opinion as well too. Uh Chris, did you have I, I, any- I don't hate it. I oh, don't hate it. Yeah. Okay. Chris, did you have a you right you mad? I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I do have a you right you mad. It made me think. Um so I think you guys heard that going into that game, um, the Eagles, or I'm not saying the Eagles, but the city of Philadelphia and all their brotherly loverless uh loveliness, um, were not allowing Taylor Swift songs to be played leading up to that game purposefully. So, and then they come out with that W. So am I right or am I mad that every single city, every time Kansas City is going to come into town and play a team for the rest of the year, am I right or am I mad that they should just be banning all Taylor Swift songs being played on all radio stations? Um, first of all, I'm going to say you mad simply just for asking this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just my thing. Um, but no, I mean, I honestly don't care. I, I don't, I mean, they're, they're going to do it just, just to spite Travis Kelsey for sure. <laughs> so, but should they I mean, listen, he, he, he had never dropped as many balls in his career up until this game that the Eagles, and I'm just saying he didn't have, he didn't have Tay Swift up there in the box, give him a little Swifty, you know, waves. He, he couldn't hear any of the players going to play on the whole week leading in. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm they, just saying. They, are undefeated. The they are undefeated when she attends games. So I will say that. So ban her from the games. Ban her songs from being played. Just boom. That's that's what I would do. Security. Um, We have a picture of this woman. You may have seen. She's not allowed in here. <laughs> wow. They gave it the axe. You ain't getting in with them shoes, Taylor. I'm sorry. Um, no, yeah, no, I, no, uh, uh, no long backs allowed. No long backs allowed here. <laughs> right, Obed? <laughs> America. America. <laughs> You have to go find it. You have to go. The the, the kids, uh, Jesus and Mero, uh, you got to find it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, oh, man. So uh, I, I have to, I'm all for mind games. I remember back when they used to be pulling the fire alarm in somebody's hotel or uh, sending partiers by their hotel room. Uh, and if, if him not hearing this music uh, from his girlfriend is a way to get in his head, I support it. Thank you. I support Thank it. you. <laughs> Finally, a rational person on this show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Keep telling, <laughs> keep, keep telling yourself that, Chris. Um, le- anyway, let's get into the picks here, fellas. Uh, starting off with with uh, with Thanksgiving Day, of course, as we know, 
the usual Thanksgiving slate. Of course, first game of the year, first game, Detroit uh, is going to be hosting their usual Thanksgiving Day game. They're going to be playing the Packers. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go Lions in this one. Jordan Love has been playing better. I think I feel like the Packers play better in the second half every game. I don't know what it is about that, but either way, I'm going to go with the Lions here, Obed. Yeah, I'm going to follow you up on that one and go with the Lions. I just, Green Bay looks like they might not have Jaden Reed out there, so he's got some kind of chest injury. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think they got, and this is at home for them. They always play better at home. Yep. Uh, Chris, who do you got, Packers or Lions? Uh, this is huge for Jared Goff uh, to make a statement on actually being a legit MVP candidate this year. I think this game on through the rest of the season, he's going to start to ball out, and I got the Lions on this one. Washington at Dallas, and he's another he's here. Uh, Dallas should certainly win now. Washington does play well against some teams. They played well against Philadelphia both times. You know what I mean? They played them, but now should get another get another victory here, Chris, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Commanders were my uh, wild card coming into this. I thought they're going to be a, a wild card contender. Obviously not happening. Dallas is playing well. Dak Prescott's playing the best he's ever played. Uh, oh, oh, bet. Who you got? Commanders or Cowboys? Uh, definitely the Dallas Cowboys. Definitely the Dallas Cowboys. I think Washington really gave up a lot when they traded away uh, Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. Chase Young. That was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, Jared Allen is like having to do the work of two other men by himself is just ridiculous. Uh, and they just can't put up a fight. They shouldn't have lost to the New York Giants. They're making Tommy DeVito look like a made man out there. Uh, let's go, mm-hmm. Dallas. San Francisco at Seattle. Got to go with the Niners here, of course. Um, yeah, I think Seattle doesn't doesn't really even though it's it's in Seattle at night. You know, like Chris mentioned before, that that twelfth man is a legitimate thing. But San Francisco is a much better team, so I'm gonna go with the Niners. Obed. I'm also going to go with the Niners. I don't know why I would pick Seattle in this game, especially if there's going to be they're going to be without uh, Kenneth Walker the third. This is a full on Niners night. Yeah, uh, Chris, who you got? I'm going to go with the Niners boys, but don't be surprised that when we come back next week that this is actually a lot closer game than you might both think it's going to be. Okay, fair enough. Friday, the first ever Black Friday game we mentioned earlier, Miami at the New York Jets. This is an easy cakewalk full of Dolphins. I think it's an easy one, Chris. I mean, if the Jets weren't starting a high school quarterback coach as their starting QB, I'd probably say maybe it's a little bit better of an opportunity, but no. <laughs> high school quarterback coach, she said. Oh, Tim Boyle, I didn't say it, bro. I didn't do it. I didn't hit you with the, with the loose shots there. Yo, Catch the I straight mean, bullets from our professional sports fan. No TB12 yo. on that one, No TB12. He's oh, TB12. my. Dude, this is, this is, it's a bad situation for the Jets to bench Zach Wilson. He's now QB3. I don't know if he'll ever be a starter again, but yeah. Deserves oh. to be a QB5. Yeah. Oh, better Dolphins or Jets? Oh, Dolphins. I've never picked the Jets. <laughs> um, Sunday, Sunday's matchups, New Orleans at Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's bad, but New Orleans is not that much better. So, But I'm just going to pick the Saints, and it's in Atlanta, Ben. So, but whatever, I'll pick the Saints. I almost want to pick Atlanta. I almost do too. Yeah, I don't know what, just well, because it's in Atlanta. But... Play because David Carr is going to be out there or not. You know, um, I know he's injured. I would love to see Jameis. Jameis out there. Chris Olave getting the ball. They're going to win. Mm-hmm. Michael Derek Thomas Carr is, out there. Michael Thomas is on the IR again for like the 87th time in his career. So <laughs> I'll give him the credit benefit of the doubt. He's consistent. We know <laughs> where he's going to end up. Might not be early. Might be late. But he's going to end up on the injury reserve. Yeah. So you got are you? T- you still taking Saints? Man, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. All right, Chris, Saints or Falcons? 
just because this division is awful and it's just going to make it more interesting. Um, the Falcons take this victory and they're now tied for first with the Saints. I'm taking the Falcons. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. We talked about both of these teams before since he doesn't have Joe Burrow anymore. I, I, I want to pick Pittsburgh because of that. But but Cincinnati is just I mean because I mean Pittsburgh is just their offense is so terrible. But being that since he doesn't have Joey B, I honestly don't know. But I'm just gonna take Pittsburgh because maybe they're gonna be rejuvenized after firing Matt Canada. That's the only reason why I'm gonna take them. It might be a new look. So I'll just take your Steelers, Chris. Yeah, the Steelers. You know, um, lead the league in this year and and games were decided under uh, by under a score. It's gonna be another dirty dog fight, low score, twenty to. 16 kind of thing i take the steelers uh, obed uh steelers or Bengals for yourself i think we're all in agreement it's definitely gonna be the steelers i just jake browning didn't look bad but jake browning is going to be facing some hellacious pass rush over the next couple of years i mean next couple of weeks that uh you gotta step in against rokon smith uh and those guys over there in baltimore and then you gotta step up for tj watt Cameron Hayward back looking very spry off of a groin injury. I think it's a tall task for him to come out here and perform. So I'm going Pittsburgh. Jacksonville at Houston. I almost wanted to pick Houston, but I am going to go with Jacksonville a little bit. Uh, but because CJ Stroud is balling out for sure, a possible rookie of the year. But I'm going to go with Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I know uh, Calvin Ridley came alive, but I don't know, man. So I just, I, I, I feel like Jacksonville is a little slum. I feel like Jacksonville might be a little, little fugazi. Now, this is going to be a test for them because we know the team in Houston can score the ball. Well, we just don't know what they're going to look like on defense. I know that they're coached well, but I don't think they really have the talent uh, outside of uh, – they end up getting Will Anderson, or did he go to mm-hmm. Arizona? Yeah. No, he went to, went to Houston. Yeah, so – you know, a young stud out there as well. But we'll see. We'll see. I just, I think at home, Houston's very formidable. So I'm going to go with the home yeah. team. I wouldn't be surprised if Houston won. I'll still go with Jacksonville, Chris. Yeah, Houston has been going, uh, been doing great this year. Biggest surprise probably in the NFL. Stroud doing his thing. I love him. But if you look at the Jaguars, guys, they are 4-0 this year on the road. Um, and I just think they are the overall better team. So I'm actually going to go with Jacksonville on this. Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. Honestly, to me, this is a this is a toss up here, but I'm gonna go with the Bucks just because they have an overall better squad. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, still going with Gardner Minshew, uh, but I'll go, I'll ro- I'll rock out with Baker, Chris. Yeah, on my pick 'em league, I literally have these guys dead center of of my picks this week because it's a it is a pick 'em, uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, go bad. Buccaneers corners are so bad. The Tampa Bay is soft in the middle and could uh it could suffer from uh from a very runishing run game and jonathan taylor who's been back to form right now um let's say mike evans loves suspect corners It's really hard not to pick Tampa yeah. Bay because I, yeah. I know Mike I mean, Evans loves suspect corners. And Godwin, yeah, they got they got better talent there in Tampa Bay, actually. Yeah. Um your team, Obed, New England at the New York Giants. Honestly, I don't know who to pick. I didn't even pick one before we started here. I honestly don't know. Two terrible, terrible teams, especially on offense. Uh, the Giants did surprise me a little bit last weekend, but I, I, I'm, I think I'm just going to pick the Giants just because they're they're at home, like literally. 
uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Obey, your, your New England team is just really, I mean, we, you mean, you know, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I, uh, I don't know who to pick here, but I, I'm, I'm going to go Giants. They really should win this game. Two weeks. Two weeks for prepare for Tommy DeVito. Do we think that the Washington football team is better than the New England Patriots right now? Probably. The New yeah. England Patriots and the, and the Washington football team just lost to these guys. Yeah. So I should, we should be assuming that the New England Patriots are going to lose to these guys. Yeah. But with two weeks to prepare, can you put together a script to come out here and win a game? Oh my God! And Belichick always loses these games because he was a—he used to be an old Giants coach. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know he lost two Super Bowls to them. All right, who are you going with? I'm going New York. All right, and it would pain you to say it, Chris. Patriots or Giants? Oh, bad. I'll keep the faith, my brother. Let's go, Pats. <laughs> All right, Carolina at Tennessee. Carolina's terrible. I can't pick them. T- Titans all day, Chris. Yeah, the Titans are actually surprising me, guys. I thought they were going to be better this year. I did, too. I was I wrong. Um, yeah, and the Panthers, yeah, and the Panthers are just god-awful, horrible team. I feel bad for Bryce Young. Um, ugh, Titans. Bryce Young has been bad. He's really bad. You know, he's right lower in a lot of teams. Uh, Obed, I know you're, you're going Tennessee, right, Obed? For sure. Yeah, all around. Everybody's in agreement on that one. Rams at Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Rams. Cardinals are bad, too. Even though Kyler Murray's back, I'll still go with the Rams, Obed. Yeah. God, this feels like a toss-up game to me. I know Los Angeles is really good, but Arizona – I don't think Arizona has been as bad as people will say. No, they have to claim they've been, con- they've been trade- competing in some games for sure. Right. Right. You know, like I just, maybe they're just finding their legs, but they have the pieces. They have a good solid foundation in the running game with James Conner. They've got a bunch of stud receivers right now between uh, Marquise Brown and Trey McBride. Uh, Michael Wilson has a shoulder injury. Unfortunately, I don't know if he'll play in this game, man. Just the the dynamic that Kyler Murray brings back with his legs. He's in shape. He's ready to play. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna take Arizona. Can't keep <laughs> talking, gonna take Arizona. talking yourself out of it, Chris. Who you got? It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a um, yeah. I'm gonna have to say I, I actually agree with everything Obed said there. He actually swayed my opinion. Um, Kyler Murray has been coming on well, and I actually think he's playing for his job, not even necessarily with Arizona, but possibly his next move. So I'm going to say he balls out again this week, and the Cardinals win this in a tight one. All right. Cleveland at Denver. Remember, Cleveland's going to be without Deshaun Watson. Again, he's out for the year. Denver's playing well. They're, you know, they're on a kind of on a roll. You know, uh, they're doing a lot better, especially on defense. So I'm going to go with the Broncos, Chris. I mean, Russ ain't cooking really anymore. He's more like simmering. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's a sous I mean, chef, not a head chef anymore. Yeah, exactly. But chef. you know what? There's some good meals at sous chef. So, um, I oh gosh, if Watson wasn't out, I would have picked the Browns all day. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take the Broncos. Yep. Oh Ben, what do you got? Oh yeah, it's Denver. So I think this is gonna be a good week for them. I think. Uh, listen, all the more credit to uh, who's that that backup uh, who's playing quarterback right now for them. I just saw the DTR. Oh yeah. D- yep. DTR who's playing for them um, at quarterback. I, you know, I think the kid's going to be great. I think he's going to 
have he has a future in this league if he just keeps his nose down and plays hard like he has been but yeah it, it, patrick is retained the second i'm sorry denver dorian thompson robinson that's who it is yeah yeah he, yes dorian yep thompson. yep um kansas city at las vegas i gotta go with the chiefs they're gonna come back off that uh soft loss to the eagles and come out firing over over vegas chris right yeah no kansas city is gonna outclass them in every aspect they're 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 mad yeah, easy one. Oh, bet, right? Easy one. Yeah, Kansas City. Uh, Buffalo at Philadelphia. This is a big one, uh, especially for my Bills. The Bills are kind of pretty much on a murderer's row. Um, they've got Philly. Then they got KC. At, they're at Philly. At KC after the bye. Then they got the Cowboys. This is a rough you know, schedule. Rough three, rough three straight games for the Bills. But uh, in Philadelphia... I honestly don't think Buffalo gets his victory. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Eagles, so bad. It's rough. Yeah, you know, I'm one of, I'm of the the sort that Buffalo isn't dead in the water. How do I see this game playing out? Okay. Kansas City was able to run on them, who are the best runners for the Bills. Do you want to send Josh Allen towards Jalen Carter? Do you want to send Josh Allen? towards this defense Fletcher Cox right 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 Fletcher Cox so you know does that mean okay well I think that they're going to make sure that Stefan Diggs is busy all night so he might not get make a lot of uh, catches he might have a few impactful catches here or there but won't have a really solid night um is Khalil Shakir going to step up they're mm-hmm. going to start keying on him because of this big uh you know 81 yard touchdown he had it's hard for me not to pick Philly in this game they look really good against Kansas City I think they keep it going Chris, who you got, uh, Bills or Eagles? I actually think the Eagles are going to have a little bit of an emotional letdown after last week's big victory against the Chiefs. Um, You saw how much they were celebrating after that game. Jalen Hurts going around to the crowd doing his thing. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of letdown. They're going to take the Bills a little bit more lightly than they should, given that the Bills have been struggling as of late. Um, I actually have the upset here, Bills over the Eagles. Wow. I wouldn't mind it at all. (laughs) You know, I, I certainly would not. Um, the Sunday night matchup, Baltimore at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I gotta go Baltimore. They're just an overall better team, you know, even though they've been missing a lot of players on you know due to injury. Uh, I'm still gonna go with the Ravens, Chris. Yeah, Chargers seem to love to find ways to lose games, don't they, guys? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it pains me to say this because I need the Ravens to lose a game so my Steelers overtake them. Um, in the division, <laughs> um, but Baltimore is probably just too much, too much for Chargers at this point. And Brandon Staley will still be calling the defense. Um, yes. I don't know why, but here, here we are. But I'll say Baltimore, Obed. Oh, it's absolutely Baltimore. I mean, it's hard there. I think I tip my hat to Justin Herbert because he has to carry the torch of having a team that has an explosive offense with a losing record that doesn't do anything year in and year out, just like his predecessor in uh philip rivers Rivers. so Mm -hmm. you know kudos to him kudos to him uh yeah they're not winning this game i don't expect them to the only way they win this game is if the defense shows up but they just lost joey bosa um and so you know i gosh man it's a home game you know and it's baltimore's got to travel to the west coast but i just don't see baltimore not coming out here and putting on a show with this defense that always lets down Mm -hmm. all right uh enjoy it joey bosa he landed on ir right didn't he uh not sure not sure I didn't hear that. I think I think he did. It just I think it was just announced maybe like yeah. a couple hours ago. He, he, he like or he was going to go to the IR. Wow. So, yeah, we'll put Sorry, sad so, to see him go. I was happy that he was finally healthy yeah. this year. 
Yep, charges are pretty much done. And lastly, the Monday night matchup, Chicago at Minnesota. I love the Joshua Dobbs story coming in there. You know, it came up short last week, but uh, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna go duty with the uh with the Vikings this one over the Bears. So bad. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings over the Bears on this one. I think it's pretty easy for me to pick. Uh really just because I don't man. He's not very accurate. He somehow has brought DJ Moore back to life, but you know, if DJ Moore, if he yeah. just came out here. Yeah, if he just came out, if Justin Fields came out here and was just like precise with the ball and carved up the defenses week in and week out, we wouldn't be talking about what he would be doing next year. So, uh, Chris, probably in their best interest oh, to lose this game as well, too. Yeah, <laughs> sure, right. Uh, Chris, Bears or Vikings? Yeah, to, honestly, guys, for me, if Fields mm-hmm. was playing in this game and we're sure that he's as healthy as he could be, I actually think it's more of a coin flip than you might be thinking. But because there's a lot of uncertainty in everything I just said, I'm still going to go with the Vikings. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some good football this week, guys. Um, no, that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We appreciate you guys listening in, America. Uh, appreciate you, Chris, for joining us again the, uh, here on this episode. Um, any last words for the people before you head out here on this Thanksgiving Eve, Chris? Obed? Oh, guys, I just hope everyone has a a fun time and a safe time and kind of remember what this holiday is really all about, being thankful for uh, one another, our relationships, families, friends, acquaintances, and just, you know, being able to wake up and and be healthy. So uh, everyone has fun this week. Don't forget the constituents. Don't forget the constituents. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. uh, I'll bet anything before we head out of here. Go have a good one, guys. Have fun, family. Listen. Figure out which of your family members cheats at Monopoly. I know there's one. Don't don't let that person be the banker. <laughs> Look in the mirror, Obed. <laughs> Goodness. Call him, call him out. Call him out right there. Uh, wow. I try to I like to use the levers and pull the the you know, hey, listen, the silent hand, man. Just blind demand, supply and demand. I gotta have a supply of the money so that you demand it. You know what I mean? That's right. That's that's how it works. This is America, right? <laughs> uh, folks, don't forget to check us on Twitter at the WWENT for our guest Chris and for my co-host I'm your boy Sherm. We will catch you guys next time and happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Peace.